Welcome back to the Chris Gates Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, my name is Chris, and I am super excited to be putting a podcast episode back out today. I have a mini episode of the podcast for you today. The focus of it is going to be the topic of uh, what is a deload week, how often should you take a deload week, and really, you know, how deloads can actually help you make more progress. Because I think oftentimes people have the the misconception that if you're not constantly working, then you will not constantly be making progress. But in actuality, there are periods of time when you should scale things back. And by scaling things back, that can actually help you make more progress long term. Um, so that's what we're going to dive into today. We have a quick uh, five to six minute podcast episode. Uh, this is a clip from a previous episode that I've done. Um, I do understand that not everybody catches every single episode that I put out. Um, so I like to put sprinkle these um, mini episodes in from time to time. And quite honestly, uh, this is the best and, and most uh, actually possible way for me to get a podcast episode out these days. Things have been crazy. I have not touched base with a podcast episode in at least a month, probably even longer. And uh, I apologize for being so MIA lately, but things have just been crazy in, in good ways, in frustrating ways and everything in between. You know, honestly, like what I work with my clients on all the time is obviously their training and nutrition programs, but like a big role that I serve for the people that I work with is <clears throat> accountability, right? Holding them accountable, taking the guesswork out of things so that they can just show up and do the work. And, um, from the podcast standpoint, I have lacked that accountability, um, but it's because I've been dealing with a lot of stuff on my end. And I figured I'd just share it with you because I think like it is, it is hard to keep going when you have a lot of things in life that pop up. And that's, what's been happening over the last month and a half or so. Um, you know, if we go back probably five or six weeks now, uh, I got real sick. Uh, me and my wife got real sick and, uh, we're basically sidelined for, an entire week. Couldn't get any training in. I really, you know, couldn't even create content for, for my business. Um, was just like totally floored and, uh, had to, had to sit out the entire week. And it was, it was sucky timing because the week before that I actually took a deload week. Um, cause we went on vacation. So I took a deload week, took some rest and recovery. I was really excited to jump back into things the following week, but then I ended up getting really sick so I had to take more time off from training. After that, when I jumped back into my training routine, um, I, uh, you know, was pretty stupid about the way that I decided to dive back into things. Which you'd think, like as a coach, you should uh, you I you always know better, but like knowing better and then being able to actually do what you know is better is is often a challenge. Um, so I tried to jump back in a bit too aggressively. That led to a lot of soreness, a lot of fatigue. My body just wasn't ready for that amount of intensity and training volume. So then the week after that, I had to scale things back. Guess guess what happened after that? Got sick again. Um, then we went on a, a weekend vacation the week after that. Like it was just thing after thing after thing that really kind of derailed my training for a long time. And um, you know, when that type of stuff happens too, when you're traveling, when you're sick, all these things happen. It's, <clears throat> it's really challenging to not, I mean, not only train, but also 
find ways to keep your other healthy lifestyle habits intact, right? So trying to eat right. Like when you're sick, sometimes there's only certain foods that you can eat because you feel so crummy. And that was a situation I dealt with for a while. So it's just been so many things that have have led to uh, not the best month and a half, but I think, you know, a lot of the time, people in my position with their coach um, or like if you have if there are fitness influencers that you follow on social media they often don't share the bad they make their social media and their content a highlight reel and kind of leave out the fact that we all struggle with this stuff and you're gonna hit periods of time in your life where it's not gonna go according to plan and it may only be for a week it may be for a month it may be for a month and a half like it's been with me uh, but the best thing you can do is just continually try to hop back into the routine as life presents windows for you to get back into it get back into it do it in a logical way um, and uh, I'm excited to do that I feel like I'm in a good place now where there's no travel schedule here for a while uh, I'm feeling relatively healthy, as healthy as a parent with two kids in daycare can possibly feel. Um, and if there are any parents out there listening, you know what I mean. When your kids go into daycare, you're just sick all the time, and it's not a lot of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like I'm in a good place here. I actually, uh, right before hitting record on this intro, I wrote out uh, my program for the next month or so. So I, I'm excited to get back into things and uh, you know slowly climb back into the routine and, and start progressing in the direction that I want to go. And you know when this stuff happens for you, it's it's important to understand that that happens to everybody, and it doesn't mean that all the progress you made or that you wanted to make is now gone. It just means it may take a little bit longer than you wanted it to, and you know that's okay. So that's where I'm at. That's why I've been absent on the podcast for so long. And again, I apologize for that. But I'm, I'm hoping, like I said, like climbing back into things, you want to stack good days, gen generate some positive momentum. I'm hoping that this episode helps do that here with the podcast. And uh, honestly, there's really no reason for me to not put out episodes every week, even if they are mini episodes, because I have a lot of clips saved that I've been wanting to get out there. So like I said, this one is going to be about deload weeks. How often should you take one? What are they? How can they help you make more progress? We're going to get into that right here, right now. So I hope you enjoy it. And uh, as always, thank you for listening. If you could leave a rating and a review and a comment, that would be really, really appreciated on my end. That helps the podcast get in front of more people. And if you're listening for the first time and you have not subscribed, make sure you do that. Let's get into it. When should you do a deload week? This one came at a really great time because I actually had a cool interaction with one of my clients recently where I set up a deload week for her. And it was uh, the first time she had ever done a deload week as a new client. And she was just blown away by like, I didn't even know this was a thing. Wow. Like, it's active recovery. I feel so much better. I needed this so bad right now. The the exercises feel easier. I feel stronger. I feel more refreshed. I'm excited to get into the next block of training. Like everything that you'd want to hear about a deload week uh, happened because I gave her a deload week. And so let's talk about what that is. A deload week is essentially um, a week that happens periodically, probably every four to eight weeks. And, and we'll get more into the timing of it here in a second. Um, but it is a week where you continue to train and really you probably continue to do exactly the same training routine that you've been doing, 
but you scale the intensity and the volume back uh, quite a bit. So by that, I mean with scaling intensity back, you probably lighten the load on a lot of exercises. You reduce the amount of weight that's being lifted. And for reducing volume, you're going to cut back on sets and or reps for each of the exercises. Um, and this is in order to, if, if a training block is scheduled, if it's programmed appropriately from week one till the end of that training block, um, and a training block is just a period of time where you are consistently training from the start to the finish of a training block, you should see your workload go up and it should be intensity increasing throughout the training block. And by the end of the training block, the intensity should be high enough that like, okay, we need to take a break because we've accumulated a lot of fatigue, right? As you lift weights, you, you, you feel the soreness with your muscles um, and the, the heavier the weights get, the more volume you're doing, the more intense things get, the, the more you accumulate fatigue um, to the point where it's like a, a night of sleep isn't going to get all that fatigue to clear away and, and you can continue to make progress and continue to train hard. So um, deload weeks are really helpful in in order to help you continue to consistently train hard over a long period of time. And ironically, you do that by having a week where you don't train as hard. Um, so that's what a deload week is in a nutshell. It's just like a week that's active recovery. You, you, you continue training, but you scale the workload back uh, considerably so that you're still using the, the muscles that you've been using. So you're still working on the motor patterns that you've been doing. You could also consider it to be like a technique week where you lighten the load and you just focus on form and technique for each of the exercises that you're doing. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it is intended to give you added rest and recovery. Now, when should you do a deload week? I kind of talked about a training block, right? Right before, uh, this piece here where, it's, it's, it's kind of variable. It depends on the person, depends on the type of training that you're doing. It depends on how experienced you are. I typically say every four to eight weeks. And for most of my clients, we, we typically go like six, seven, eight weeks regularly. Uh, and we structure the training blocks in a way I structure the training blocks in a way that allows for six, seven, eight straight weeks of training before we have to hit a deload week. So we're slowly, methodically, and progressively increasing the workload over time. And then we hit that deload week, get refreshed, get rejuvenated, get recovered, and then start a new training block and continue to scale that intensity up even more. So if you don't have anybody doing your programming for you, um, an easy way to figure out if you're at the point where you should do a deload week is take a step back and analyze how you're feeling. Um, do you feel sluggish? Do you feel tired? Do you feel, uh, the muscle soreness? Is it the muscle soreness lasting longer and longer after each workout? Um, are you plateaued with your training? Like, have you gotten to a point where you're really struggling to add weight or sets or reps to the exercises that you're doing? Uh, these are all signs that your body probably needs a break and you would benefit from a deload week. But, um, the thing I will say is like one of the most beneficial things of having a coach and I have a coach, like I have somebody now that does my programming, tells me when to take a deload week, all that good stuff. Um, and that's because I run into the problem I'm about to talk about. It's hard as an individual who wants to train hard and make progress to say, yeah, I should 
I should scale things back because we're just conditioned that to have the, well, if some is good, more is better. And if I stop training, I'm going to lose all my progress. Like that's a, it's so, it's so typical to think that way. And I totally get it. And I, I fall into that trap too. I'm really good at being objective for my clients, but I'm not as good at being objective for myself. And I don't think any of us are. So a really big benefit can to having a coach can be, okay, the, this coach can not only structure my training in a way that progresses me in the direction that I want to go, but can also manage my recovery well. And that's where the deload week comes into, into play. But I would say if you're training hard at maximum, you should go eight weeks before you hit a deload, um, but it could happen even sooner. So between four and eight weeks is typically a good, a good rule of thumb.